0: I'm in trouble with Jenny, and it is all your fault. I'm sorry, Jenny. Welcome to Tradeoffs, where Product Habits Heaton Shaw and Wells' Patrick Campbell discuss tech through a product-first mindset to inspire you to think differently. This week, they talk about work-life harmony. Know thyself and be unapologetic about it, and don't judge others for their choices. Incentive alignment. We surround ourselves with people who don't line or provide us the right incentive or however you want to put it with the culture of the life we want
1: and resentment triggers when i work with people either they're like me and like me means something pretty simple if someone on the team needs something i'm there no matter what i don't care what it is
0: welcome back to the trade-offs podcast no uh <laughs> heaton what's going on man <laughs> Was it that funny? No, no, no. It was funny, dude. You were
1: like shrieking and it was great. And I knew what you were saying, but it was insane. And you're trying to pump yourself up because I know you're a little tired today. It's been a long day.
0: So what's funny is I've trained myself to listen to podcasts at three or three and a half X, depending on the podcast. Some I have to listen to two X because they're quick talkers or it's dense material. But there's a lot of podcasts that start off with like, Welcome back to the Trade-Offs Podcast. I'm your host, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, that's how it always starts. And so that was my energizing. But let's leave all this in. How you doing, Heaton? How are things? I'm doing
1: well. Things are good. Yeah, doing just well. daily grind.
0: Dude, grind, grind, grind. I know we talked about it last week, but that's just our life now. And it was even helping, like we were struggling to basically talk about anything to this week because- Basically, it was like, what's going on? Just the grind, more of the yeah, grind.
1: That's right. And no, no, nobody wants to hear about the grind, right?
0: It's not flashy or dramatic. It's just one foot and step in front of the Every other. Every day. Carrying the weight, pushing it forward. It's like the Sisyphean part of just going up the mountain or going up the side of the hill kind of a thing. It is interesting. But we're going to talk about our personal yeah. lives today. Or parts that's of right. our personal lives. Because the trend that I'm seeing, and, and we talked about this in the context of hiring and recruiting, a lot of people rethinking their lives and in rethinking their lives, going in many different directions of like what they expect from work, the type of work they want to do. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago or last week, we had a guy who uh, solid, great team member, all of a sudden just came to us and was like, I just don't want to work that much anymore. And he wasn't working like 60, 70 hour weeks or anything crazy. It was like just kind of a little bit, but like 45, 50. And we're like, okay, well, like, do you want more money? no. Like, it's not about money. I just want to, like, I basically want a job where I work 15, 20 hours a week. And we're like, yeah, we don't have anything for you. So that's happening. Uh, We've had a couple of people leave and just do massive career shifts And then we've had some folks who have come to us and been like, no, I want higher tempo. I want more aggressive work life. And so it's interesting. I presume you're seeing this as well. I know we've talked about it a little bit here and there.
1: I'm seeing all kinds of things, mostly other companies. We're we're very small and kind of still have the luxury of people who who are in for the right kind of reasons that are aligned with where the company is today. I think you can get out of alignment with a company at some point. And that's, that's usually kind of what happens. And it's not necessarily about you or the company. It's just a dynamic being where we're at, at least at Nira, we don't see that on our team. We do see some attrition here and there that's kind of happening right now. I think something else we discussed about just, I don't know if we're post-COVID yet, but like, definitely mature COVID, I'll call it, sort of lifestyle and situation. And people are really wondering a lot of things about what they should be doing next or how they should be doing it or what they really want out of life or whatever. So there's a lot of existentialism going on uh, in terms of, I don't even know if that's the right word, but I think it is. So people are having these existential crises and thinking about what they want. And then if where they're at is not what they want, then I think they'll go try to make a change of some kind. Lots of that going on. And I think that's kind of what you're referring to And I think there's something to be said about not even company culture, but in a way like founder culture and how much of that translates. I personally have a life and a lifestyle that gives me the freedom to work as much as I want to work. I would say as much or as little I want to work, but for me working a little is not really in my DNA today and I don't know if it ever will be. So if I'm not doing what I'm doing today and trying to move the mountain in a startup or move up the mountain or whatever, probably more like move a mountain, I would be trying to find somewhere else I could get in trouble and have similar chaos that I actually like and enjoy as much as it's a grind and all that. I enjoy what I'm doing. I've been doing it a very long time. That's not why I enjoy it. I've had bits of pieces of not running kind of more kind of aggressive company, if you want to call it that. But that's me. And there are people around me that either can do the same because they just can and they do, or aspire to do the same and can't do it and need a little more relaxation time than I do, or that have much more balance, you know, if you want to call it that, right? Uh, or I think harmony is, Bezos calls it work-life harmony, which I, I believe is more accurate because I definitely have work-life harmony, but I wouldn't say I have work-life balance like most people would describe that because I definitely work the way I want to work, which is a lot and different, you know, like late at night, early in the morning, middle of the day. I even have a situation set up in my home with sort of my wife and my kids and everybody where like, I have the freedom to work when I want to. In fact, this came up yesterday where I had to explain to someone because they were like, hey, I can work at 6 p.m. to 7.30 or something like that. And they're like, are you going to be okay? What about your dinner or anything, any of that? And, and I had to like tell this person, Hey, you tell me when you can work and I'll be available to work, especially if it's work we have to do together and don't worry about me because, and this is what I had to explain. My life is set up in a way where like, if I just literally text my wife right now and say, Hey, I'm not going to leave this room until midnight. I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to eat dinner. I can't eat with you. Right. I don't even have to say sorry or anything like that because there's no apologies necessary. And she'll be like, oh, cool. When you're ready to eat, even if it's if you want to eat at midnight, do this, do that, because usually she's responsible for that stuff and figures it out. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, I probably wouldn't eat (laughs) personally if I'm just working. And she just told me where things are and end of story. Right. And then there's nothing more to it. I know that's not normal for a lot of people and people want to eat with their kids or whatever. And yes, I enjoy all that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say here, like, I don't enjoy all that or any of that, but I make work a priority because the way my life is set up personally, I don't need to make that a priority because it already is.
0: I want to set some bounds here because I think they're really important. One, we're talking about like founder aspects, exec aspects and, and, and like, I don't know what the right word for it is, but we traditionally would call it white collar employment like type stuff. Like we're not talking about ditch diggers. No, we're talking about the kind of
1: work you and I do and that probably the majority of our audience. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I just want to set the bounds because I know that someone will say, but yeah, but the bricklayer can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, we're not. And
1: I get it and and the bricklayer cannot do this and I'm not a bricklayer, so I don't do this. I have nothing against bricklayers. I have friends who do all those kinds of jobs too, right? And like- it is what it is. This is the life I've created for myself. It's my life. And I think that's that's an important aspect of this. So I'm glad you're saying that. I'm not speaking to anyone else's life. I'm speaking to mine. And that's why we made this a personal totally. episode and called it that, right? Like we're speaking to our own ethos and like how we think about the world and what we've set up for totally. ourselves, which is personal, right? And and quite frankly, usually totally. not anyone else's business, but we felt like it'd be valuable to talk about today because it seems to be a theme that we, you and I have been picking up at least over the last few weeks. That's like, hey, we're, we're a little different. Let's just talk about that. At least different from what we can tell. There's definitely other people like us. And then there's perspective here. So I'll give you one perspective just real quick on this. It's a story. So over at Crazy Egg, we had an engineer who kind of started the company with us a little bit later. But like I would say he, he was like a founding team member, if you want to call it that. And he actually worked at Kissmetrics as well in the middle of, of everything <laughs> that I worked on back then. And he worked 70 hours a week. And... He came to me and basically got super burnt out and wanted to quit and he basically quit. He still had ownership in Crazy Egg at the time and he even wanted to quit that and he, he literally did and then it took me 30 days but I essentially got him back but the way I did was like, I just talked to him he's like, well, what do you want? And he's like, well, I don't think you can give me what I want. I'm like, but if I don't know what you want, then you don't know if I can give it to you, I can't right? Even. Yeah. So from that point on, after that point of burnout, He only wanted to work up to 15 to 20 hours a week. And he felt like he could go build a business of his own. And this is back in like 2010, so 11 years ago. He could build a business on his own for himself, with himself and whoever else, but not too many people and make enough money, right? But he was going to give up his ownership and crazy egg at that point. He was leaving Kissmetrics because that was the company that he was CTO of at the time. And that was his plan. And so then I just talked to him and I'm like, look, what if I can give you those 15 or 20 hours? You don't have to give up ownership and crazy egg and it's all good. And he works hard. I work harder just because I put in more time. But would I say that he doesn't work as hard as me? No. Would I say that he works more hours than me? Absolutely not. He works a fraction of the hours I do. Right. And that's his choice. And we've been able to, for the last 10 years, create an environment where that works with his time. And so... The one reason why we set that situation up is because, hands down, he's the best engineer I've met. He's the best engineer I've ever worked with. And for me, I want to be around that. I want that around that company. And that's kind of something we established. And he was able to have the life he wants in one of my companies. And I'm able to have the life I want, (laughs) you know, and it works and we make it work. So to your point about not everyone can do it or, you know, whatever we're kind of talking about today, it's personal, right? I could have just said no to him and say, hey, I need you to work a lot more hours, but I didn't. I wanted to find a situation and continue working with him, so I did. And that's like 10 years later, and he's been working not more than, honestly, 10 to 20 hours a week, more like 10 to 15 for most of the time, and we make it work. And it's super weird, like super weird in terms of, I haven't heard anyone else set up situations like that for other people, but I felt like that was the right thing for him and the right thing for us, so we set it up like that. So I just wanted to mention that example because like some people might look at the things we're talking about, think it's personal to us and that we can't see other perspectives. Right. And I think that's absolutely incorrect. We can both see other perspectives and there are other perspectives and there's actually other perspectives right around me and I'm okay with it. So because I enjoy the time he does work and I enjoy working with him. So I'm going to enable that as much as possible. That's, that was my take on it.
0: There's two other pieces I think about one, I think, um, and you kind of got to this, which is what frustrates the heck out of me. Like for some reason, there's a freaking debate about this stuff. Like the stuff, what I mean by this is like, like I tweeted something about, and it was meant to be a little flippant, but like basically, Hey, you know, don't apologize for working hard, find new friends right like if you're having to apologize and i'll get to that point in a second but like i published an article a few months ago about like i called it defending the hustle and it basically was like obviously if you talk about like i didn't get any sleep last night go me like that's that's hustle porn and it's dumb right but if you're like hey i do get up at 4:30 a.m. or you're talking about it with someone and like someone's like well you're not setting a good example or hey like you're talking about like if this is your lifestyle it's not a good example for your team it's like I just think the debate is so dumb because the real end of the debate, like a lot of debates is like, you want to find that work-life harmony, right? And you want to find that work-life harmony based on like what gives you energy and yes. what you want, right? Like you, Heaton, and I would argue I'm in the exact same boat. Most of our identity is in Absolutely. our work. It's not everything no. about us, but it's, it's probably the biggest yeah. thing. It's the number one thing. Yep. We got family. We got all these other I things. I like spicy but like, food. Our identity I'll is i eat raw chilies. There you go. You like spicy food? I hate spicy food. So work is more of my identity, right? No, but like work is such the identity that like when you wrap all of that up, you start to realize that like, okay, well, work is such a part of my identity. And therefore like, I like to work. I like to work till X amount of time. I like to get up and go to work. Like in the past 10 years, there has been maybe like a handful of days I woke up and it was like, I don't want to go to work. And that was mainly because there were like very large decisions or large problems that I was going to have to deal with. Most of them I'm making. But I think the biggest thing is like, you have to align your life. And and the other point that I would make about this is like, be unapologetic about it. If you are a nine to five person, you want the white picket fence, the very traditional concept, be unapologetic about it. Be proud of your friends who want to work their butts off and want to like build an empire and might completely fail or whatever it ends up being. Don't resent them. Know who you are. And if you're in a position where like you want the like grind and you want the hustle and you want to like win and do all these other things, but you're in the white picket fence, you're going to have to change things. You're going to have to change something and vice versa. I, I know people who like, there's a person who we work with who basically was like, I feel bad that I want the nine to five, but society, et cetera, tells me that I'm supposed to go after the big thing. You know, and I'm like, why? No one told you that. Like, just set the expectation. Nine to five. I this love is what that I line do. that no, you no, just said. five.
1: No one told you that. Because what that means is you're telling yourself that. And 100%. that is the story in your head based on what you think that you should be doing based on what other people think you should be doing.
0: 100%. And this whole post-COVID environment is causing a lot of problems and anxiety for me and for anyone trying to hire people. But I think what gives me some solace is the beautiful thing is, is it's forcing a ton of young people to cut the it's forcing us to look at this and be like, what do I want? Right. Because you have this window that isn't a birthday or isn't the end of the year. And you're just like, what do I want? I can move anywhere. Do I want to work remote? I had the experiment to work remote. Maybe I don't like it. I got to find a company that's in the office. And I think that that's a wonderful thing to like shed this whole societal and Again, it's a privilege to be able to do this if you're you know, a, a white collar employee as they call them, all those other things. But I just think it's like know thyself and be unapologetic about it and don't judge others for their choices. And it's such a basic thing, but I think it's just, it's something that gets lost in like the Twitter sphere in my mind. And another thing on that is I think that it's, the biggest thing that helped me unlock this was one, like introspection and trying to figure out what I want. But two was expectation setting you basically got into this with, you know, the, the team member that you were talking about, but I'm talking about expectation setting with like people around you, your loved ones, all these other I'd things. I'd go a little
1: further, Patrick, and okay, go I deeper. would call it incentive alignment. So I've gone alignment. beyond the idea of expectations yeah. and it's more like, what are the incentives here for both parties? So for me, it's very simple with that guy. Hey, I want to continue working with you. I like your brain. I want your brain on problems that I care about and problems in the companies that we have together here or the company we have together. And his incentive is: well, I don't want to work more than this amount of time so I can spend time with my family. That's literally his incentive. His incentive is I want to create a lifestyle where I can still make money and keep making more and more money, which is obviously a high bar. And I can spend as much time as possible time, literal time with my family because that's what brings me energy. that's what I love. And in fact, he's even gotten further more recently and kind of give us clarity after 10 years, you know, 10 plus years. And he basically said recently, as we were just talking about like, just like logistics, like, hey, we can, we can keep paying you a salary, right? So to speak, right? We can do dividends because he has some ownership, but you're going to get rid of your LLC. Because he wanted to get rid of his LLC, which is generally not the best idea. If you have the opportunity to have an LLC and can do expenses from it. And he came back to us and said, well, I'm going to get rid of my LLC. And I'm like, Why? I only want stress and complexity at work, at this thing that I'm doing with you guys. And I don't want it anywhere else. And if I do an LLC, I got to worry about that LLC. And I don't want to worry about it. That's it. Like, And like, it was the like most that. clear thing that I could hear. And it gives me even more clarity on, not his expectations, because that's cool, his incentives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything I always want to say, it ends up being alignment. It goes back to that. Every other like word I try to use. Well, because here's my situation and and why I think it's like the larger point that I'm trying to get at is like, I think that we surround ourselves with people who don't align or provide us the right incentive or however you want to put it with the culture of the life we want. And sometimes it's hard, right? And this is where I think it gets into expectation setting because you don't really choose the family you were born into, right? And so sometimes you have to set the right expectations like, hey, I'm not going to call all the time or like, hey, if this is important to you, I'm going to call at these times, these types of things. But I think for me, I I went through this like I was in a really long relationship. It ended and failed for lots of reasons, lots of reasons on me, lots of reasons on her, all types of things. It's, you know, this isn't me like being like I was right. Right. But I think what really happened is there were misalignment on expectations the friends we hung out with there was misaligned like expectations as well as misaligned like incentives and it was in my early 20s so it was one of those things where like you're you're figuring a bunch of stuff out as a human and that relationship ended and what was kind of weird about it is it ended like in my mind it was done right Like, as soon as it was done, it was done. And, you know, you could argue we were breaking up the last year of the relationship anyways. As most relationships do, they either kind of end out in, like, uh, things petering off or in some big bang. And this was, like, you know, kind of uh, being snuffed out. But I think that when I then met Jenny and we started dating, it didn't go quite into the opposite. But I did a lot of the opposite with, like, alignment. I was like, listen, this is a huge part of my life. And it's going to be a huge part of my life for a long time, because even if it's not this thing and well, I'm probably going to replace it with something else. And like, this is what this means. And some of the stuff you were talking about with with your wife was like, this means that, like, I'm not going to be available for these types of things, but I'm probably not going to value them. And if you need me to be there, I will be there. Like I will absolutely be there. If this is like a high priority thing for you, if this is your aligned thing, this is your most important thing. I just need you to put up the flag and I will be the first one there. I'll be there earlier. Do whatever you need to do. All those types of things. That's exactly
1: where my line is too. Yep.
0: Yeah. And that really, really helped because all of a sudden Jenny in this case was like, oh, I I know what I'm getting into. Am I okay with this? Right. Cause it was also like family, this, all that, like these types of things. And you kind of go through all those relationships. But I think a lot of times, like people don't realize you can choose your friends, you can choose your spouse for the most part, all these other things. And, and because of that, I think it's just finding that person that has that alignment with the lifestyle you want, the life you want is so important. Um, and too many of us, you'll get caught up in the ephemeral things and end up like resenting. Like I resented my previous partner for reasons that were not her fault at all. Like, oh, all of her friends are judging me because I don't want to go out to the bar till 2 a.m. And I want to leave early at like nine. Right. Like, well, her. Right. That's the wrong. It's just like different incentives, different alignment. Right. And, you know, handling that a negative way, you know, and I remember having this conversation, like one distinct, this is like a side note. I think it's, it's amusing is there was a guy in the friend group who had his own business, quote unquote, he was an LLC contractor, right? Like self-employed more than anything. And I'm trying to build a company, right? And I just remember one of the friends going, well, he, he has his own company and he's able to come around. And I just like, I didn't say like, listen, like there's a difference between being a self-employed contractor and trying to hire 10 people this year. Like there's a huge difference between, I didn't do that, but I was like, listen, like it's a little different, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, it's one of those things if you focus on like resentment or you focus on like winning or something like that, it's just the wrong deal. Like alignment was really, really the key when, you know, I got out and started trying not to make the same mistakes basically.
1: Yeah. In my case, I've, I've known my wife's for 25 Forever. years at this point this year, I asked her out in December of whatever it was 25 years ago. So what is that like 96? Right. And I just like to say, like, she knows what she was getting into. I know what I was getting into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And we kind of grew up together. So it's like, if there were going to be issues, they would have already came up around this. And we really take a very divide and conquer approach to everything, like, regardless of what it is. And I think the thing that's extremely valuable that people miss that you said that I really would, like, want to double click on is, like, this thing that you told Jenny, which was like, hey if you want me there or you want me to do something because it's important to you and that important to you, I'll be the the first person to, on that parade, right? Like, I'll be there. Like, it's all good. And, like, that means a lot to people, especially when you show up like that. But also it tells her, hey, like, don't don't ask me for something every day because I can't do that. But find the things that are meaningful yeah. to you and I'm there. Like, doesn't matter, right? Like, I, I love you, whatever, you know, way you kind of put it. But, like, I think that's an important piece of this. You can't have a relationship and say, hey, look, never, right? And I think a lot of relationships that I've seen, they don't work because there's no like trade-off. Honestly, it's like a lack of respect in some ways, right? It's like, wait, I can have what I want. Yeah. But when you want something, there's no way for you to get it. That's not true. Just please be selective, (laughs) you know, of what you ask of me, because this is how I think about things, right? And I think that's very healthy.
0: Yeah. I think the other thing is like, I mean, coming back to alignment constantly, right? And I think the reason that's so helpful is like, and I don't think she minds, I'll I'll hear about it because she does listen to the podcast if she does, but- Just blame me. It's okay. I made you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, I know- I know that won't work. She knows you enough. She knows that it won't work. So for one, like raising the hand is hard, right? Like for, for some people, like, it, and so it's like recognizing it's hard. And so, you know, we will, we will have dustups, one of which we had recently. It was a basic dust up about like, hey, can you look at this thing? And I said, I am not going to be able to look at this thing this week. So you're better off looking at YouTube or asking your dad. So that was my response, right? And, and in a vacuum, it seems super reasonable, right? Like I'm being very
1: honest. I don't and direct, know if that's reasonable. Like, it's a week, bro. And, and you well, live with this person. So yeah, well, sure. But hold on. Hey, hold, on hey, hold, hold on. on. I'm on her side right now. It wasn't, just saying.
0: I know. It's fine. But it wasn't as if she raised she raised the hand and was like, this is a really important thing. I got you. I need to fix this right you. now. Because if she would have said that, I cool, would have been stop like, it, okay, everything, cool, right? I'll find go. time. We'll yeah. figure it out, right? Yeah, 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 totally. And so, but, but again, the, the reason I'm coming back to the point of this is hard, like it turned into a, like, I'm not enough of a priority in some of the bigger things. It, and it was only because it was a bit, it was a bit of an emotional trigger, right? It wasn't the thing we're talking about. It's a larger thing. And then we had to unpack it. And so the point I'm trying to make and being a little vulnerable here is like one, like it's hard to raise the hand sometimes. And two, this does wear. I think that like, I, I don't know, you've known your wife a lot longer. Jenny and I had six years at this point, but like, it's one of those things where like this lifestyle can wear and I've been traveling again for the first time in a while. And all of a sudden, like the one date night, like she had a, she had a moment where like, she didn't remember that I moved my flight for date night like four nights ago, right? And it's just because it's wearing a little bit. And so I think you do need to kind of align. And thankfully, like I was in a good mindset of like, okay, there's a larger thing here. Let's unpack that rather than like, You know, what the heck, you know, this type of thing. But I think it's like the point I'm trying to make is one, like always coming back to like the alignment and always coming back to like, okay, you're not getting something right now. It's probably not this little thing. You need something larger. Like, let's talk through that and let's figure that out, which alignment helps and not resenting
1: really, really. Even with that engineer I mentioned, right? He's like, I've been working 70 hours a week. One, no one told him to work 70. We thought he was working 50 max. Right. So there's something going on there. And this is the same thing because I didn't understand what he was looking for because until that moment, basically, he was working what I thought was like 50 hours a week and he was fine with it, right? And so something about his needs changed and he didn't necessarily communicate it extremely well. But once I got him to communicate it, everything was fine. And we like figured out where the alignment is and what the incentives are and how to set it all up so that 10 years later, he's sending me emails saying, hey, I really appreciate what you did for me there. Right, like I I got an email like that recently, and I'm like, yeah, well, I thought that was the right thing to do for everybody, and more importantly, I wanted to keep working with you. I couldn't see a future where I wasn't working with you, so I actually found an opportunity where I could do that, and it felt fine to me. Um, There were trade offs we made in that business as a result, and all that, but it is what it is. Like that's kind of what I was looking for at the time. So I think like these things are healthy, but they also get out of control for a lot of people, right? They could focus on that one issue, and you could have even thought, oh, if I would have just helped her then this would have gone away. But in, in truth, it wouldn't have gone away. It would have came up again, right? Because there's just something there that was broader and bigger. And
0: there's a larger issue we got to yeah, talk and, about. And, 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 yeah.
1: It's almost like one person's needs change. And this happens at work a lot. And this is kind of goes back to what we were getting to earlier too. And the other person or the environment can't support those changing needs.
0: There are hacks you can do to make sure you're baking the alignment check-in like often, So, one thing, and this I've I've suggested this, you're going to maybe roll your eyes at this because you're like, this is very simple advice. But to a lot of like founders or people like working who are less than 40, let's say, like this concept I'm about to say, like is so simple, but you know, we didn't grow up with it and we don't value it. So, we don't realize how easy it is and how good it is. But Jenny and I, we started doing 6 p.m. dinners, like no phone, 6 p.m. dinners at a table that doesn't have a screen in the room sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes. But like, I basically found that like, okay, when we sit down and we have that conversation, it allows either just basic human connection to happen. It allows basic alignment to happen or like a bigger issue can come out and we can talk through it in like an easy way. And then there's no distractions. Right. So I have friends who've started doing this and it's like, there's science behind dinners and families and stuff like that too. But like, it's just a basic thing that's like helps a relationship I find. And I think that, To me, the the reason I'm bringing this up is there's little hacks you can do, right? So for me, the other hack that I do is one weekend day is completely hers, whatever she wants to do. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, I don't really want to do this. But if she's like, no, this is important, I go, right? And so like I try not
1: to give her too much I've definitely done that one and it works extremely well. Yeah.
0: But what I do with teams, and this is where it's a little bit practical for folks who are managing folks is... I like to talk to people about their resentment triggers, Um, that's kind of what I call it, as early and often as possible. And so what I mean by that is, this whole concept of the harmony, right? For your you know, team member, your guy, he might've been like, if I have to work over X number of hours, like it's gonna bother me, right? And that's kind of where you ended up getting. I try to get ahead of those as early as possible. And I actually learned this at Google. Uh, Marissa Mayer, when she was there, this was like a big thing for her teams. And like
1: my team like trickled down thousands of people below her tier. <laughs> Probably more like hundreds at that time, but I get it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I basically was like, hey, what will you resent the company or me as your manager for if the company keeps you from it? So in Utah, it's like Sundays, right? You know, there's a lot of LDS folks with Sundays, other folks, it's my club soccer game on Thursdays. And you actually get a double dip one because you prevent scheduling over that thing. And two You end up during those days, they're like, oh, like, no, we can schedule over it. And I go, no, 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 hold on. You said this was important to you, so let's make
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so
0: I remembered,
1: hey, it's important to you. I got to say, like, I love this. But the reason I love it is almost meta. It's like what I was saying in the beginning about, like, who do we need to worry about in these conversations? I have folks around me that will try to worry about me because they're making assumptions about someone's lifestyle who has two kids and a wife and a home and a startup, right? So the assumption is like you were kind of hinting at or getting to, you got to be, have dinner with your kids or you got to tuck your kids in to bed or you have these rules, right? Well, in my case, I have very little of those rules because I have set up my life. So if I can't tuck my kids in, it's okay. No one's going to have resentment on their end. The kids won't, my wife won't, if I'm not available for dinner, same thing. Right. And those are key examples that people tend to use as habits that they have with their families. Right. And so when I think about these things and, and the thing that got me excited about what you're saying about the Thursday and the sort of resentment triggers is like when I work with people, either they're like me and like me means something pretty simple. If someone on the team needs something, I'm there no matter what. I don't care what it is. Like, your wife is sick and, like, in the hospital, like, my dad's a physician and can get second opinions in two seconds. So, like, send me the charts. Let's go, right? I don't care what I'm doing. I'll take care of it. But that's more of like outside of work. But in general, like, your well being is not necessarily my problem, but your well being is important to me, right? So, I try to make that clear. But I think the bigger point I'm making about this is like, and the thing that I got really excited about is this idea that, like, when I go talk to other people, I'm very clear in saying, look, the way I work is like this. I'm going to make some of those things clear. The way I expect you to work is not the way I work like this. Okay? So let's figure out what I should expect of you and what you should expect of me. I've laid out what you should expect of me. Anytime you need me, I'm reachable. I get energy out of working with you and people like you. That's why I make myself available. That's personal. It's important to me. I like the people I work with. I want to work with them. I want to be available to them when they need to be unblocked or when they have time to work. And I will set up my and reschedule my work in order for us to have that time. A lot of reasons for that. One of them being, I have found that to be valuable. And one of the fastest ways I can move our business forward is by having that availability, being able to do that unblocking. It is not a burden on me. It is not an issue for me. This is how I've set things up because I enjoy it, right? But you... You have these things, whatever they may be, that matter to you that you might not even recognize because you're so worried about me when when I've established, hey, I'm a blank slate on purpose and here's why. So now I just keep repeating that and then I help the other person make good decisions. So for example, if they want to go do this or that and they're giving me these buckets and stuff, I'm like, wait, hold on. When are you available? How can you work when you're available? Can you be on a phone because you're driving? Are you not going to be able to be in front of a computer? Can you be on in front of a computer? Just, just tell me your parameters. And my job in my mind is to work around your parameters because you don't need to worry about my parameters, right? And the reason I say that is a lot of people don't know their own parameters and they're trying to accommodate the other party. So this whole system of the resentment thing you said and like this ideology, I think is super important at work because not everyone works the same way. And then I have another person on our team who's an executive who's pretty much as far as I can tell, and I've worked with this person for 10 plus years, exactly like me, but for different reasons, right? Whatever their reasons may be is their, are their reasons, but at the end of the day, they're on the T exactly like me. For example, I found this out recently. I've never called them after probably like 10 or 11 p.m., maybe even 9 p.m. I was told, though, that they have me in their contacts in such a way where it'll get through and do not disturb and all that so that if I call at 3 a.m., it's going to ring, right? I never asked for that. That has actually very little to do with my expectations of this person. This actually has to do with their expectations of the role they're in and how available they feel like they need to be. But I never said it. I never asked for it. In fact, I appreciate it, but I do my best not to do that to people. <laughs> Right. But I'll do that to myself, you know, and I'm fine with that, or they can do that to me. So I just want to say that, like, I think this is such a valuable concept and unpacking it to the point where you're like, okay, look, everybody has lives to live and no two people actually work the exact same way. And so, us establishing together how this all works, right, and how we can work together based on time and availability is really critical if you're doing a lot of synchronous work. Now, what I've found though, is on remote teams and we're doing this very aggressively and it might just be a whole nother topic because I think you'd also get a lot out of it and I'm going to get a lot out of it. But like, I think async work is the only way to go. And being able to set up as much as possible to be asynchronous is kind of the big move. We are already async at our companies. We saw a few cracks in it as we hired more people and had to ramp up things. We now have like, we're building out our handbook. It's actually going to be based on GitLab's handbook because I think we really like theirs compared to everyone else's that we've seen. And they, they actually explain the trade-offs they're making and kind of give you more of a map on how to do your own, even though they're not trying to do that with their work. We're actually trying to take a much more async approach to everything and retool it as much as possible, not even make the regret thing, even an issue as much as possible. There's a bunch of other reasons for it again. So you're going to have no meetings. We're not religious like that around no meetings, but we're definitely of the mindset that if the work can be done without a meeting, it should be done without a meeting.
0: It's going to kick off another topic. I think we should say that for next week.
1: It's probably the perfect one for next week.
0: I started testing uh, volley. I don't know if you heard of these guys. Very familiar. It's kind of like
1: loom. Very familiar.
0: I find I'm like retraining myself on how to like, how to work, frankly it's kind of like when you get a, um, an EA for the first time, like you're kind of like, Oh wait, is that something I can give to that person or not? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's kind of like learning that of like, Oh wait, no, this is something I can just send them a video on. I don't need to have a meeting like that type of thing. That's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. If that makes yeah. Sense. We usually
1: do messages that have very specific bracketed time, not urgent next 24 hours, please. Urgent. Stuff like that is one thing we've done in Slack that's been really helpful on that note. And lots of documents. We are working on video right now uh, in terms of like how we want to incorporate it, but we haven't done enough of that or a lot of it yet.
0: Let's talk about next week. I think the bigger thing is like, just again, coming back to that alignment.
1: I think it's huge. And I think that's the
0: big thing. And Facundo and I have this debate all the time, right? I'm a very like, when in doubt, trust the person, like trust the instinct, trust the person, especially when it comes to this stuff, like- you know, what do you, what do you like? What are you good at? What are you best at? Like these types of things, like when in doubt, he ironically with some of these types of things, ironically, because of how he views other things, he's like, that person might not be able to see that they don't like, like this or they're not motivated by it or those types of things. And so that's a lot more complicated than I'm making it, but it's like, it is one of those things where sometimes I fear that like, especially folks young in their career, they go, oh yeah, this is, this is what I want, or this is what I want. And then it's just like, no, they do not want that. Like they realize it a lot, like way too late. And then it's like, well, this was ruined because you said this was fine. And it actually was not fine. Like it, it it didn't give you energy. It took away your energy, these types of things. And yeah, it gets interesting. It gets really, really interesting. Basically what I'm trying to get across is that I think that. Yeah, I think sometimes it's hard for people to know. So you need to kind of do some of the exploration with them sometimes, uh, depending on like how early they are in their career.
1: I've done that with a few people early in their careers that work with me. And and it's it's been super fruitful around the explorations. It also depends on like if you find a crack, so to speak, to be able to talk about it. So you find a prompt that like they're giving you. We have some folks who are kind of in Spain and kind of South America, and they definitely take more vacation time. And that's like natural there. So those people tell me, hey, this is kind of how it is. Here's how many like you know vacation days like people have here. Here's how many I want. And it's definitely more than what I think is okay, right? And then we just have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? And it, we talk a little bit about like, well, I just want to know that whatever you're responsible for is handled. It doesn't really matter when you want to go and when you're not around or whatever. Let's just make sure everything you need is handled. And let's make sure we have enough lead time. If you're going to take a whole bunch of days off or something, it's fine. I understand where you live and how it works and what you want out of your life, right? These people still want full-time jobs, right? And they they, they still want to kind of work as much as possible, but they have like a society, right? That they have to deal with around them and they want to be able to accommodate that. So I think it's just about finding the opportunities for folks who might be younger, or younger in their careers or whatever that just need help with kind of level setting and guidance there. So that's the way I've thought about some of that stuff. It's been pretty, pretty fruitful and helpful when I find what I call a crack. And then I use that crack to kind of figure things out from there.
0: I feel like anything else I'm going to say is just going to be rehash. Boom. So that means we, we did a good to, one. It's time yeah. to end.
1: Any final thoughts? It's a grind. It's a grind,
0: baby. It's a grind. Recap this a little bit. Today we talked about work-life harmony. I forgot about that phrase, so I'm glad it's back in I'm my life. I'm a fan of uh, we some of
1: basis's lines, and that one's really good.
0: Yeah, alignment and alignment of incentives is huge. Finding your resentment triggers and making sure you're open and honest about those. I also think there's an element, we didn't really get too deep into this, but it's just like trying to have as transparent of communication as possible. Oh
1: man, that's another episode, for sure.
0: Yeah, but, but the basic idea is like, I know that there's some people that just, they don't even feel comfortable bringing this stuff up. And it's just like, you got to bring it up. And if you don't feel comfortable and you have a company that's just doesn't want you to bring this stuff up, it's just not a good company. You should find somewhere else. And we are, you know, in this industry, um, privileged enough to be blessed enough to be able to, uh, to find another company. So cool. Yeah. Anything else I
1: missed? No, I think you covered it.
0: All right. We'll see y'all next Later. week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it. If you left a five-star review on this podcast or... The equivalent rating wherever you listen or watch. Also, make sure to subscribe to and tell your friends about Trade Offs, a podcast from Profwell Recur, the largest, fastest growing media network dedicated to the world of subscriptions.